Let us pray. Transforming God, we come to your altar this morning knowing that in our giving and in our living, we have often put just enough into living our faith so as not to impact our lifestyle or cause too much discomfort. We have been reluctant to let go of our affinity for the things of this world and in our attachments, we have often missed the opportunity to, for the transformed lives you desire for us. May our offering this morning be an invitation to living a life radically transformed by your power, your love, your grace. We pray this in the mighty love of Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you feel so compelled to tithe with us, please feel free to visit our webpage, click on the links, click learn more, and you'll find a tithe button there. Our first reading for today comes from the book of Exodus, the 34th chapter, verses 29 through 35. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses's the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. Whatever Moses, whenever Moses went out in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, for the skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Here ends our first reading for today. Our second reading for today comes from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 12, through chapter 4, verse 2. Since then, we have such a hope, we act with great boldness, not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened, indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant. That same veil is still there, since only in Christ it is set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, 
a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord, as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we command ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. Here ends our second reading for today. And our third reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, the ninth chapter, verses 28 through 43. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up to the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter on his com and his companions were w weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent in those days, told no one any of the things they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I beg you, disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming to the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. 
But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healing the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. Here ends our scripture reading from our gospel of our Lord. And this brings me to our message for today. Which is entitled, Advice from Above. Now, as we begin this morning, how many of you brothers or sisters have spent time seeking advice from someone else, have looked to a friend, a family member, so maybe somebody who you feel might have an unbiased opinion and we're seeking actual advice of something in your life. What types of times would those have been? Would they be in times of struggle? Times trying to figure out if possibly a new job or a new scene is the right move for you. But in those times, how many of you brothers and sisters have looked for that advice to come from above? Have set in your hearts to look to the Lord for that advice? We see here in today's scripture from the gospel that even Christ Jesus spent time in prayer, praying to his father, praying to his father for guidance, for forgiveness, for all the things that we are taught to do. But we saw in today's scripture that not only when he was praying, how Moses and Elijah were there with him, that his disciples, Peter, John and James saw these things. But we also saw clouds roll in and sound come from the cloud. The voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Now, imagine yourself in that time, in that position, where a cloud overshadows everything around you, a cloud engulfs you, and ultimately you sit there, and I'm sure there's fear going through you. I'm sure there's uncertainty of what's 
within that cloud. And all of a sudden this voice so strongly comes to you and says, listen to my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Now, part of that might be that you're so fearful that you choose to immediately say, yes, I'm going to listen to him. But in today's world, how many of us see the scripture and still don't listen? How many of us look to the miracles the Lord has given through scripture, his teachings through scripture, such as love our neighbors as ourselves, and yet we still don't listen? I mean, ultimately, if we were loving our neighbors as ourselves, we wouldn't be on the break of war right now. We wouldn't be sitting there and having civil unrest that's been going on for the last, I don't even know how many years in our own country, let alone seeing what's going on overseas in Ukraine right now. But yet, I feel like that is part of the problem. We aren't listening to what God's advice from above is. We're not listening to what Christ's advice is through Scripture. In our Scripture today in 2 Corinthians, We saw that since we have such a hope, we act with great boldness, not like Moses who put on a veil. And we saw in Exodus that when Moses came down and his face shone in the glory of God because of his interaction with the presence of God, that he ended up putting on a veil almost to not scare those around him, yet in 2 Corinthians, we see how Paul, in his letter, talks about the Old Covenant still being read with the same veil, yet Christ is the only way it is set aside. Christ is the only way that that veil was broken through. And with that said, we are now, once that veil is removed, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us with unveiled faces sees the glory of the Lord. Let's think about that for just a second. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How many of you brothers and sisters can look at this scripture and find that freedom?
through the Spirit of the Lord with unveiled faces? Or do we continue to do as Moses did and cover up our faces, to put that veil over our faces as to not show the Spirit of the Lord in our day-to-days? How many of us sit there and on Sundays we practice, we preach, we listen, we go to our congregation, we attend church, but the rest of the days we sit there and we put that veil back over our face as Moses did. And we ignore that spirit calling us. We ignore the advice from above telling us to listen to Christ. To do as Christ has shown us to do through loving our neighbors as ourselves, through his instruction that he is the way, the truth, and the light, and the only way to the Father is through him. Because the Bible is teaching us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, that freedom is. And being with God, praying, discussing your trials and your tribulations with Him is only a part of it. The other part of it is then to listen. Listen to the advice from above. Listen to the advice that God is giving you when He says to listen to my Son. Even after Christ is up on the mountain with his disciples, when he goes down, he is immediately addressed by a father who just wants to save his son's life. For anyone who is a parent right now, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And Christ gets begged to take a look at this man's son, his only child. And he says that I have begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. In which Jesus replies to them, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? But ultimately, he then says, bring your son to me. And he rebukes the unclean spirit out of the boy and heals him. But Christ knows what's to come. Christ knows in order to fulfill everything, he must be in Jerusalem. He must get crucified on the cross. Thus, why he says, how much longer do I need to be here with you and bear with you? And then even in his later stage, when he's about to die, he says, I will send another to be with you once I'm gone. He sends the Holy Spirit 
to help guide us and to show us the ways. But yet, ultimately, we see that guidance and those ways here. As the Father is instructing the three disciples, James, John, and Peter, just as he is instructing all of us brothers and sisters to listen to what his Son, the Chosen One, has to say. That is the ultimate advice from above. So as you go about your days, as you go about your trials and your tribulations, your struggles, your blessings in your life even, look to the Lord above for advice. Pray to Him for the guidance in your life. Surrender all that you can and have to Him. Remove that veil that Moses placed over his face after his communication with God. And don't be fearful of what the world sees and what the world says regarding your faith, your trust in Him, your relationship with Him. Show your unveiled face as you move forth in this world in hopes of the next through the advice from above. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we look to you in continued thanksgiving for the teachings and lessons that your Son, Jesus Christ, your chosen one, the one whom which you are pleased, who removes the veils from all of us, We thank you for everything that he has given us in his life here in the flesh and his life in the next, guiding us and showing us what it is that we need to do to show the ultimate kindness, kindness of which you have shown to us. That even in a time when we were not worthy, you sent your son in flesh to teach us even in a time when we were not worthy, you had your son sacrificed to redeem us. Let it be through that righteousness and that resurrection that we find that hope and that light again. As we embrace the advice from above on which you give, in Christ Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Amen. Our final hymn. O perfect love, whose compassionate power transforms sin into health and temporal dust into eternal glory, grant us a gracious faith, so that like Joseph, when he was sold into slavery, we may face our trials with confidence and become a blessing to a friend and enemy alike in Jesus' name. Amen. And brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.
Go in peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Have a wonderful day. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.